Hello and welcome back to another edition of Simply Serie A, the Italian football podcast, part of the 90 Min Football Network. And as ever, I'm your host, Harry Simi. I'm delighted to be joined by the main man, Vittorio Campanile. How are you, sir? I'm fine, thanks, Harry. How are you? Good. Not too bad. Not too bad at all. And the football's getting exciting all around Europe, Vittorio. We've got uh, the race uh, for the Champions League in England. We've got uh, the race for the title in Spain. And in Italy, there is still plenty to be decided as well. And that Champions League race is uh, is really, really hotting up. We'll start off with Milan, who, of course, were held by Cagliari to a nil-nil draw at San Siro. And it was a game that had Milan won. They'd have pretty much been able to play out a draw with Atalanta on the final week of the season. And the pair of them could have, I'm not suggesting any match fixing, but the pair of them could have got together and stopped Juve qualifying for the Champions League. But as it stands, it is on Vittorio for Juventus still. Yeah, and it's surprising because Cagliari is already safe and they played against Milan knowing that the relegation fight for them is over. They, they, they will stay in Serie A next year. So, you know, we were expecting a Kayer team a little bit more relaxed. And, you know, everybody was thinking, okay, Kayeri doesn't have to win anymore, doesn't have to get points anymore. So probably for Milan, it would be an easier match than uh, that it should have been. Because, you know, if you play against a team that is still fighting for relegation, it's complicated. But with Kayeri safe, I mean, everybody was thinking, well, Milan is going to win this, qualify for the Champions League, and it's going to be a terrific season for, for Pioli and, and the rest of the team. Instead, instead, we saw a team that was frightened. They were scared. Uh, and so, even if Cagliari had nothing to ask for, Milan didn't find a way to score. And uh, I don't know, Harry, it's, it's, it's concerning because let's not forget that Milan was top of the table in January. You know, people was talking back then that Milan could fight for the Scudetto. And now, and now they're really risking to not reach the Champions League because Juventus have beaten Inter. This, for me, was another surprise. Um, Napoli and Atalanta are winning easily. Uh, Atalanta is already qualified. So, you know, uh, from moving from winning the league in January to uh, the last match of Serie A to qualify for the Champions League... I mean, I, I believe a lot of Milan players and fans will have nightmares till the weekend. Absolutely. And it wasn't Milan's kind of title challenge. You know, we I know we talked about it lots of times on this show and we discussed the fact that Milan were punching above their weight. But to go from leading the Serie A for 17 weeks, 17 weeks of the season, Milan were at the top of the table to now be in a position where their Champions League status for next season is in doubt. If they do miss out, Vittorio, it would be a huge failure on Milan's part, a huge failure on Pioli's part. And I was putting together a piece yesterday uh, for 90 Min about Milan and about sort of, I was trying to look into why I think that Milan are where they are now in comparison to where they were, as you say, back in January. I think there's an over-reliance on somebody like Zlatan Ibrahimovic. And I know he's a great player, but at 39 years old, he should be, an addition. He should be somebody that help gives you that extra 15, 20% that gets you yeah. over the line rather than being your hopes. And he is Milan's hopes. And without him, they've really, really struggled. Yes, absolutely. I think you're absolutely right about that. Uh, can we say that Ibrahimovic uh, uh, didn't show the lack 
of talent AC Milan has, especially on front, because uh, first half of the season, Ibra was scoring a lot of goals, getting a lot of penalties and so on. But the other players didn't show up. And now that Ibra is injured, uh, we are seeing that Chalanoglu, that people at January believe was the best midfielder in Serie A, is struggling. Rebic, we are seeing that without Ibrahimovic, well, he's not scoring that much anymore. Uh, Leao is not a number nine. So Mandzukic, we said it, signing Mandzukic after a year where he hardly played was a huge risk and it didn't pay out. Uh, so Ibra, it's, it's a very old player, we can say like that, but he's been one of the key of success of AC Milan, but nobody could expect Ibrahimovic playing every single match this year. Uh, and now you see that if you rely too much on a player when he's out, uh, Milan is struggling. I think Milan defense is quite good. Donnarumma is probably is the best Italian goalkeeper. They have a good defense. Pioli has been good in that. But moving forward, they really struggle. They don't have a real number nine. And you see, Cagliari was able to help them to uh, no goal. And this is a problem, I think, for AC Milan going forward. And remembering that Ibra has just renewed the contract for next season. So if they don't go to the Champions if they don't qualify for the Champions League, I think they won't have enough money to go and buy another number nine to replace Ibro, giving a little bit of rest next season. Yeah, and of course, he's got that injury as well now that's going to yep. keep him out of the European Championships as well. So you wonder how long it's going to take Zlatan Ibrahimovic, as you say, just after he signed a new contract to get back to the level at which he can help Milan. So look, if they manage to get over the line, which they could still do, you know, then of course it would. You'd have to look back on the season and say it was a success. Stefano Pioli's remit at the start of the campaign would have been to get Milan back in the Champions League. But the point we're making here is not that Milan's season is definitely going to go up in smoke, but that it should have been done and dusted weeks ago. It should have been. Uh, there should have been no doubt about whether this season was going to end in success or failure. And the fact there is doubt going into week 38 is a huge, huge concern. Especially seeing how Juventus is playing. Because, you know, if if Juventus uh, would have played like last year or the last nine season, you would say, hey, Juventus is a much better team. They're playing great football. They deserve to go there. But Juventus is another team that has been struggling this year badly. And... Uh, Fighting with them till the last day of the Serie A season, it's, it proves you that something went wrong. Um, now, I know I'll, it's funny because till February, uh, a lot of journalists and fans were saying, ah, Pioli, it's a great manager. What a success he has. And now <laughs> the question marks, well, the, the rumors that he could be sacked at the end of the season. Uh, so, you know, football is very funny because two months ago, uh, Pioli was a hero and now he's not. Um, again, Juventus has a big chance. They beat Inter. So, you know, they can reach the Champions League final, uh, the Champions League spot. And uh, Milan has to play against Atalanta. It's true that Atalanta is already qualified for the Champions League. But I think uh, Atalanta will try to beat Milan anyway. So it's not going to be very easy for AC Milan to win. Absolutely. Let's move on to Juventus, who, of course, beat Inter by three goals to two. Uh, Vittorio mentioned that it was a, a, a surprise result. And it was a game that was had VAR at the centre of it. VAR oh my. was uh, extremely controversial. Juan Cuadrado uh, got a couple of goals uh, for Juventus. Uh, Ronaldo got the other one, Lukaku, uh, of course, for Inter, as well as a Chiellini 
own goal just six minutes from time. Um, it was a crazy game, but it was a great watch, wasn't it, Vittorio? Yes, can I say that I was expecting uh, uh, Inter to play like it was a Champions League final. Antonio Conte coming back to Juventus Stadium to prove everybody wrong. You you sent me away and I won the Scudetto with your enemy. So <laughs> I was expecting Inter really fighting like a Champions League final. So I was a little bit uh, surprised to see Inter playing not like a friendly match, but not we didn't see the same Inter uh, in that match. So... I was surprised. On the other side, Juventus definitely played much better than uh, than we saw in the last couple of weeks. So they they know they have a chance. They know they have to win all the matches, and they did. Um, the VR. What what can we say about Calvarese? I thought that he made so many mistakes uh, from both sides. To be honest, I know a lot of uh, fans said, "Ah, yeah, Calvarese helped Juventus," and so on. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I thought the both penalty was a little bit soft. Uh, even the last one of Cuadrado was a little bit soft. But I I didn't see Calvarese doing it on purpose to help Juventus because otherwise uh, he would have sent off uh, Bentancur in, in the second half. The, the surprising thing is Inter in the second half was one man up and pretty much never shot on target even if they had one player more than Juventus. So this... This for me was the biggest surprise. I didn't see, didn't expect to see Inter playing like that. But what can we say? Pirlo is still alive. Juventus has still a big chance to reach in the Champions League, which honestly, a couple of weeks ago, I wasn't expecting that. So it's going to be an exciting last day of Serie A. And uh, this is probably unexpected because with Inter winning the Scudetto like one month ago, we were expecting that everything would have been done before the end of the season. Instead, Champions League fight is on relegation fight is on so it's going to be exciting absolutely uh so just uh, for those of you who maybe don't know the final game see atalanta take on milan uh, in bergamo so just a short trip for uh milan uh, down the road in fact uh, as their champions league fate stares them in the face and juventus of course they travel to bologna on the final day so it'd be interesting to see how those two games pan out and i'm sure we'll be keeping a very close eye on them Elsewhere this weekend, uh, Vittorio, Roma 2, Lazio 0. I know it would have been a painful one uh, for you. I've got to be honest, I only caught the last 20 or 25 minutes of this because I was watching the Cyprus Cup final. Yes, I know I'm, <laughs> I know I'm sad, but it was a big deal in Cyprus. So I was watching that and I, I flicked over to Roma Lazio. Um, disappointing result for Lazio. It felt like the Roma players... Again, you know, when people talk about them not being behind uh, Paolo Fonseca, it felt like this was a nice going away gift for Fonseca. And um, you must be disappointed as a Lazio fan with the way that turned out, because had Lazio won that, obviously they had a game in hand as well. They could have at least closed the gap on, on the top, top five, top six. Yeah, it was very disappointing, especially because this is probably the worst Roma of the last 10 years, to be honest. So Lazio had... Lazio should have beat Roma. Instead, Roma played like this was a final. Lazio played like it was a friendly match. And, and you can see it, especially in the second half. When Roma went ahead, the match was pretty much over. Lazio didn't create any chances. So Roma deserved to win. Big credit to them. Um, the season was pretty much over for both teams. Uh, Lazio hardly had a chance to qualify for the Champions League. They wasted everything losing against Fiorentina uh, last week. So... 
uh, and you can see it on on the players. Lazio players look like already thinking about the, the Euros coming up, while Roma, yeah, Fonseca is uh, is done. Mourinho is going to come, but they played for the manager probably in, in the derby, and this was good to see for Roma fans seeing Roma playing. Uh, a uh, good level, good football, and deserving to win, honestly. So it won't change the season for Roma because uh, they have no chance to to pass Lazio, which was probably the last goal of the of the season for Roma. Um, now they have to fight to get uh, in the Confederation League because Sassuolo is there, is closing up. So again, the, the last day of the of Serie A would be interesting even for that because. Uh, Roma wants at least to qualify for a European competition, but they have to keep an eye on a Sassuolo that's playing against Lazio. So, you know, Lazio could <laughs> make a favour to Roma. What's your feelings on, on Simone and Zaghi? Because I know we've talked a lot about this impending new contract and that Simone and Zaghi is going to stay at the club. I know he's been linked with jobs away from, from Roma as well. Where do you stand on it? Because... Whatever you say, this has been a disappointing season for Lazio, right? There must be a feeling of being a little bit underwhelmed by where Lazio are going to finish and how it's all gone. Are you still 100% sure, I guess is my question, that he is the man to take the team forward? Um, no, I'm not 100% sure. Um, he's been linked even with Tottenham. so uh, and, and it looks like... He doesn't want to go there. Don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it looks like Buki says that he's the first choice. So that that that's interesting. I, I honestly think that he's waiting to see what happens uh, at Juventus. We know that Pirlo, well, we know. I think Pirlo is not going to stay. Uh, but even Napoli, because we know that, that Gattuso um, doesn't want to stay. Uh, they qualified for the Champions League. They, well, they, they're fighting for the Champions League while Gattuso is talking with Fiorentina. But uh, there could be that could be a landing spot for Simon Inzaghi. So Juventus and Napoli. He, for me, my impression is he's waiting to see what happens there, and then he will decide if to stay at Lazio or not. From the my point of view is that uh, this season hasn't been great. I thought Inzaghi made a couple of mistakes. He's still one of the best Italian manager, my point of view. But this year he made a couple of mistakes, and the other thing is. Um, Unfortunately, the Ferguson era is over. It's it's impossible to see a manager saying eight, nine, ten years uh, at the same club. I think after three, four years, uh, the level of uh, response from the team drops. And yeah. I, I think we saw it a little bit this year with Lazio. Some of the key players didn't perform as expected. The only thing uh, a manager can do is... Um, Change completely the team, sell six, seven, eight players, bring up new new players so that they are fresh and you can restart uh, a cycle with the, with new players. Otherwise, I think it won't work. So my, my biggest concern, honestly, is not uh, if Inzaghi leaves, it is who will replace Inzaghi. We know that Lazio usually doesn't go and sign uh, experienced manager. They go and maybe sign uh, youngsters, manager that have done good job but in second division and things like that so you know that, that's my my biggest concern is in rome you need an experienced manager so <laughs> I, i'm scared about who will be uh, taking the job of simon inzaghi honestly yeah I can, I can only imagine it's a bit like when arsene wenger was leaving arsenal you kind of got to the point where you 
you, you thought it should happen yeah but you were worried about what was going to follow and and that worry has proven to be justified given where Arsenal <laughs> find themselves now um moving back to Italy though uh, a couple of other results for you Genoa 3 Atalanta 4 Atalanta the great entertainers and uh since we last spoke Vittorio they have qualified for the Champions League another successful season uh, playing this incredibly entertaining brand of football and they're just not getting enough credit, in my opinion, uh, from the rest of Europe about how good they bloody are. Yes, not only. Three years in a row, they qualify for the Champions League. The first year, they arrived fourth. Last year, third. This year, they're fighting for the second place. So not only they're confirming themselves, they're doing each year much better. And they have to play the Coppa Italia final. Be careful, because they can win the first title. So, you know, terrific season for, for Atalanta. Um, a lot of people talk about uh, the manager, Gasperini. But I think it's not only the manager. The club, it's great. The, the, the Primavera, the, the under-18 team of Atalanta, has always been one of the best in Italy and in Europe. And every year, new players come up from, from the academy and they prove to be Serie A ready, which is really difficult. Uh, they go and sign players that hardly anybody know and they immediately uh, start and play really well. Uh, they sell players and sign new players that are even better. And then, of course, there's Gasperini, that is a great manager, um, experience. Uh, he plays uh, terrific football. And um, so, yeah, it's all the mix uh, about Atalanta that, that it's unbelievable. And again, I think they will try to win against Milan because what achievement it would be for them to finish the season second, second, ahead of uh, Juventus, ahead of Milan, ahead of Napoli who spend much more money than, uh, than Atalanta. So, an incredible achievement. And let's not forget that in Champions League, they passed the group phase and they, they put up a challenge for Real Madrid. So, uh, even in Europe, they're playing better. And with the money they will get from the Champions League, I think next year, they will be even a better team. So, maybe next year, they will fight for the Scudetto. Who knows? I wouldn't put it past them. Put it that way. No, it wouldn't them out of anything. Uh, let's let's quickly touch on Napoli. Another win for them. 2-0 win at Fiorentina. They were made to work quite hard for it, to be fair. But goals uh, from Insignia and uh, Venutio and goal saw them take all three points. You've got to give major credit to Gattuso because, you know, it looked just months ago like he was going to be shown the door. It looked as though he'd sort of broken that relationship between himself and, and De Laurentiis at the top and all of a sudden Napoli got their heads down got to work and they they have a very good chance of qualifying for the Champions League going into the final day which is some turnaround isn't it yes definitely and it's funny that a manager that uh, reached this target right the Napoli's goal was reaching the Champions League and they did it pretty much and even like this, Gattuso wants to leave. So this tells you that we said Atalanta, great club, a great manager, great players. I think the biggest problem of Napoli is the club. I think the owner, De Laurentiis, it's really tough to, to work with. And the fact that Gattuso, even if he qualified for the Champions League, wants to leave. And rumors are Gattuso will go to Fiorentina. That is not the same level of Napoli. Tells you that people are so annoyed of working with De Laurentiis that they prefer to go to a smaller club than keep working with him. So I think Gattuso did a great job. I think, honestly, the team was really, really good, especially from uh, the attacking stand of point of view. They had a lot of quality players. But yeah, you know, it was a 
difficult season. They had a lot of players injured all at the same time. So we we have to say that Gattuso had a good season. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. He has uh, done brilliantly, to be fair to him. Uh, just uh, one more club I want to just touch on before we, we wrap up. I want to touch on Sampdoria because... I remember last season we were talking quite a bit about Sampdoria's troubles. I, I had a quick glance at the table last season just to remind myself, and Sampdoria finished in 15th. They were just seven points uh, clear of the drop zone, uh, which was obviously not good enough for a club of that size. Um, Claudio Ranieri, though, has done a really, really good job there, and they're on course. Well, they're going to finish in ninth place in Serie A. Again, another manager who has come in and taken the club to a much higher level, uh, been able to find that consistency that they were lacking last season. He's tightened them up defensively. Um, you know, goal scoring still been a bit of an issue, I would say, for Sampdoria, but it's it's a really solid job again, isn't it? And they deserve credit for, for getting the right man in and, and steadying the ship because they were in danger yep. of, uh, of falling away. Yeah, definitely. Ranieri came in and Sampdoria was... Uh, fighting for relegation. They were really struggling. And then Ranieri come in and uh, Sampdoria finally stay in Serie A. Um, and this year he improves. He's a very experienced manager. He's not going to be uh, like Sarri. He's not going to be Sarri ball. You're not going to be amazed by their type of football. But they are a very solid team. It's really hard to beat Sampdoria. You have to do... You have to play very well. They're not going to uh, allow you to do anything. And, you know, uh, he has Quagliarella, that is a very experienced player, still able to score. Uh, they brought in Candreva from Inter. They have a couple of quality players, but let's be honest, the secret is Ranieri. Uh, his experience, his um, uh, ability uh, to, you know, read the match, that's really important, prepare very well the match. And um, Sampdoria, it's a team that deserved to be in that position. Again, um, it looked like Ranieri uh, had issue. He wasn't sure of staying with Sampdoria. Again, we're talking about another owner who is a little bit like De Laurentiis, a little bit crazy. Uh, and so Ranieri wasn't really happy about that. Now they're talking for signing a new contract. I think deserve, uh, Ranieri deserves a new contract and a new opportunity. Maybe, maybe even with a bigger club that has you know, target to go back to Europe League because I think Ranieri deserved to do this. Um, talking about Ranieri, uh, he took Roma a couple of years ago and Roma was really uh, going badly and he, he did a decent job. He took Sampdoria again in a critical situation and uh, Ranieri did an incredible job. This manager doesn't get credit, especially in Italy. I know in England people loved him from what he did with Leicester, but in Italy, he looks like, you know, um, now we love to to talk about new manager, rising stars, you know, this youngster that play 4-3-3, very offensive mind football. But at the end of the day, Ranieri does the job without too many fussing or strange things. And you have to simply appreciate the man. Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't agree with you more, Vittorio. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Right, we're going to leave it there. A big thank you to everybody who's joined us. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't done so already. Make sure you share it on the social media platforms. Follow us at Simply Serie A. 
on Twitter. You can follow Vittorio at Vittorio Camper. And uh, we'll be back very, very soon with more content, I'm sure. And we'll be looking back on that, uh, on what promises to be a fantastic finale uh, next weekend. So early next week, we'll be dropping a new episode and we'll be rounding up the Serie A season, which has, as always, been a very, very good one. Until next time, take care. All the best. Ciao.